This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. From an undisclosed broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Frady. Number two, here we go. This is Lock and Load. This is also for the first time in 2024, and I think since sometime in the fourth quarter of 2023, the first episode of Think Aim Fire. Joining me now is investigative reporter Lee Williams, and from Gamut Resolutions, I think that's what that place is called. From there is Bob Keller. Good afternoon, guys. What up, fellas? How you doing? Good to have you back, brother. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. Yeah, we got a lot of questions and a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, First one, nobody knows more about this than you, so I'm just going to come out and ask it. It's been more than 100 days since eight Americans were taken hostage by Hamas. Since then, two have died in custody. We had a Delta team in country right after they were taken. We know this because the administration tweeted a picture of the dudes and identified their unit. Now, 100 days later... Um, Bob, what do you think? Is is a rescue even possible? Well, it's it's always possible. Okay, it's political. Yeah, well, it's political, and I mean, you definitely obviously need to have the right intel. I mean, they could be yeah. in Te- they could be in Tehran, you know. Yeah, and that's the hardest hardest part: getting credible and up to date intel. But once you have that, yeah, I mean, anything, anything is possible. Uh, yeah, it still, it still uh, makes me rather upset and want to use words that I can't because the SDC would impact, it would impact Bill's license. But, you know, it seems like we had everybody there. Everybody was ready. We kind of knew where they were. We had Israeli intel coming in and, and like you said, then politics entered. Yeah, that, I mean, that could have been, at that point, that's probably what, Let's stop it. I would say now it's it would still still that, but it's it would be intel driven, you know, because I mean, it's been so long. Who knows? I don't. I'm not in that realm anymore, so I don't know what kind of intel they're getting. But that could always be. It could be good or bad. Yeah. Like when, when we went into Syria, um, I mean, it was we had very little intel, and. I just, I just hope that Americans end up rescuing Americans. Um, I know they're still fighting like hell in those tunnels. Um, speaking of the White House, this one kind of hits home for you. The White House is pressuring blue states. I wrote about it just the other day. And anyone else who will listen to enact laws combating militia training. <laughs> now, if you actually read and understand the Second Amendment, you, you understand that militia training should almost be mandatory for uh, everybody that has a gun. But anyway, it appears, and I've been talking to some folks about this, that they're going to target tactical trainers who teach team tactics. As really? opposed, 
as opposed to individual tactics. Yeah. Now I know you do a lot of LEO and, uh, and other stuff, but yeah. Have you heard anything about that? What's your takeaways, brother? Well, no, I haven't heard that. That's interesting. And I, you know, I don't really, I don't really get into that because just like you said, I do more or most LE stuff or it is individual, you know, right. Class stuff, but you ask them to say that if I was, it'd be like, yeah, come find me. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I really train. I mean, what's the difference? You know, if I, I, I don't get it. I know it's just further harassment for, uh, for gun owners and, and now for trainers. They, they targeted dealers and, and they're still targeting dealers and targeting <laughs> owners and, uh, my heart goes out to the train. They're trainers. scared. They're scaredly. That's what it is. You think so? I mean, they, well, no, they think that, oh, if, if they're, if they're training teams worse and then it's becoming a big horde, then they could actually, you know, do something. It's just, they're, they're scared for themselves. Yeah. You know, they, they hide behind rules and laws and have, have no physical strength. They have, they have no combative strength. They don't know how to shoot guns. So it's a fear of, well, you know, this could, this could happen, which, you know, could some people be training for that? Yes, there's always a possibility of that. But I mean, usually if it's like, so you're, you're going to take that away from church groups that are trying to better themselves and be prepared for an active shooter in their church. Because that would be training a group of guys, right? That would be that I mean, hell, of a, hell of an example. I mean, so you're taking that away from a good thing. What about, you know, groups that, it's just, it's just, it's, it's fear of guns. It's fear of people because they have. Right. And, and that's what they hide behind laws and laws and rules. That's the only thing that keeps them feeling safe because they know they couldn't do anything on their own. So just, just put more rules out. You know, uh, and I don't see anything wrong if, if you've got a group of neighbors that are worried, especially. Well, right. It'd be, it'd, be the, it'd be the same example of like a church group. Yeah. You know, having having that group ready ready to go. Yeah. Why why can't a neighborhood have a have a class together? Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's stupid even here that. Here- I'm oh, sorry. I was just on a podcast <laughs> where I could say whatever I wanted. I'm, my apologies. <laughs> well, Bill, take the dog down. I know. <laughs> did you, did sorry, you, Bill. Did you say that? Did you say what I thought you said the last thing you just said? I'm just sitting here what, writing you, down times and everything yeah. to go back and beat yeah. Bill, Bill fell asleep. He didn't even hear it. No, I, I, I heard it. I'm just busy writing at the time. And, uh, yeah. Just remember this now, okay? Podcast Wild Wild West, radio show downtown. I know. I'm telling you, it's been a while since I've been on this show, so I have gotten out of practice. And, like, no kidding, the one I was on yesterday, we were – we were crossing up the storm. So my bad, my bad. Well, and so, those words are six sixty percent of my vocabulary. With you, it's probably more like seventy-five, eighty percent. It's just that 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 little that little spurt between five uh, five fifty-five and six fifty is going to sound like a Morse code group when I get done. <laughs> so. so what else? What else you got? 
Um, well, we got some breaking news that I wanted your opinion on. Um, DOJ just released, released their critical incident report on the Uvalde massacre today. I mean, like a few hours ago. Um, it's 600 pages long. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. No. Um, according to the report, the most significant failure is that the first 11 officers who got there within three minutes, they had a three-minute response time, dude. They should have immediately recognized that it was an active shooter and taken him out. Instead, they ended up waiting 77 minutes before they breached the door, and it was unlocked. Uh, a, a lot of the blame went to the de facto incident commander who never never declared an incident or never uh, used the incident command system. The former chief of the school police, um, the AG Garland said in an interview, it was a result of quote failed leadership, training, and policies. Hmm. What, are your, what are your thoughts, brother? Hold your thoughts because they're coming up on the first break. That's the other thing you got to get used to again there, Bob. Bob is the, uh, Bob is the, Bob is the head of Gamut Resolutions where he trains people, uh, in, in small unit tactics with, uh, which apparently <laughs> not the resident doesn't like that very much. Of course, he's training law enforcement to do it who woefully need that training. They really need it bad. Uh, Lee Williams is an investigative reporter with armedamericannews.com with the Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org, and the gunwriter.substack.com. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality built American-made products for 45-plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American-made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment. We perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 
1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free, 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com. Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. This is Lock and Load, and this is Think Aim Fire. Lee Williams, Bob Keller, and you had just asked him uh, about the report coming out of the DOJ about the Uvalde shooting. And was trying to get his impression of it. Uh, why did yeah, take I'll Why did it, it take six hundred pages though for them to write down? You guys didn't know what you were doing, right? Why did that take six hundred? Yeah, maybe they used seventy two point font. I don't know. My takeaway is that you know you can teach. This is a problem with civilian law enforcement. You can train them how to shoot. You can train them how to do CQB, give them the best guns and gear out there, but you can't give them balls. A civilian police never know how their officers are going to respond to a deadly force scenario until they're confronted by deadly force. That's a problem. That's my takeaway. Yeah, well, it can definitely be some of that. Yeah, and you never, I guess you'll never know unless you're actually having drinks with a guy and, and he messes up. But I think, I think a lot of it is the policy too, though, and the, the lack, the lack of leadership and the lack of the leadership having their guys back. And there's so many rules, you know, a lot of law enforcement in this country do back off on things or hesitate on doing things because they don't want to get in trouble. Like they don't want to do the wrong thing and they don't have any top cover. 
you know, and I don't know what that report said. You know, did they admit they didn't go in because they didn't want to? You know, but a lot of a lot of other things that happen in America are because of that. It's weak leadership, and they don't have the guys back. So, you know, if you have yeah, no top I, cover, you're, you're going to question things, which which gets people killed. I disagree a little. I mean, I'm not even in law enforcement anymore, and I know that during a mass shooting. You run to the gun. I mean, that's it. It should be policy. They should have all eleven of them should have gone through that door. Um, I know well, they had, they, had I mean, they should have done. Yeah, I, they had comms issues. They had that idiot there who was screaming. You know, it's a barricaded subject. It's a barricaded subject. Doesn't matter anymore. I mean, if you're hearing boom, 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 you go in. Uh, right, and, and that's the other thing. Like, just not seeing the report, like. Who who were the actual guys that were there? What what training did they have? What was their background? How long have they been a law enforcement officer? Yeah, yeah. so many things can go into it. I was just bringing up the whole. I mean, it, it, on other situations in America, because I mean, I think you said in that it did say policies and and leadership, and that oh, definitely yeah. can, that can play a role. But I, I agree with I agree with it. Should it play a role? No, I mean, if something's happening. You. Even if even if you're gonna get fired, you go. And if anybody tries to stop you, I mean that they're gonna see less than lethal force. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. get out of my get out of my way. I'm going in. I know it's the worst I've seen. It's the worst law enforcement I've seen. Anyway, we got some good questions. Anonymous asks or says, "I just bought a 32 foot tidewater fishing boat, which wasn't cheap." Do you consider a shotgun adequate for <laughs> for repelling uninvited borders? Um, does it need to be stainless? Thanks, guys. Anything better than nothing? Yeah. Is he fishing I, I, I off the coast of Yemen? Why, why does yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know. That's what I was going to say, too. Uh, yeah, where where are you going? Where you have to worry, worry about that, or where, where do you live? Yeah, I would say uh, if you're going to get a shotgun and keep it on the boat, stainless would be good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, you you guys would probably know this definitely better than me. Like, what is what are the laws on that? Uh, I know you got to be careful if you go into a foreign port. Um, I know some guys uh, that got in trouble over in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I'd, I'd be I'd be curious to see too. Like, what is how are you justifying? Like, when are you justifying that it's a threat? Exactly. Like in certain, you know, in certain states, if they come into your house, like Florida, come into your house, that's you can shoot them, right? Right. How do you, I don't know how that would. I mean, I would. I was actually curious as to what that would be. Do they have to actually board your boat before you are in the fear of your life? Or, you know, can you do it before they get there? Are they approaching? Like, I, I don't, I don't know the rules on that. I don't but have any idea. At that point, when, when, if, you, if, if it was legal, then that whatever, or whatever distance, or if it's on the book, I mean, any, any gun will do. I would say whatever you, whatever you're most comfortable with. But would a shotgun work? Absolutely. Uh, anonymous. Did Bob design any other Audi gear besides the rifle sling? Which I love, by the way. I I love that sling. Yes, that helps with some of the pants. Nothing else is 
signature of mine, but like the plate carrier input on that, uh, the chest rig, chest rig input on that, pants input on some of the pants. Uh, I don't, they haven't come out with like the tactical pant. I, I definitely was a big, big influence on the tactical pant if that ever comes out. Uh, I know one thing that they did implement on most of their pants is, is extra belt loops, and that was from me. Oh, cool. So, I just had to have belt loops always in a certain spot, you know, and then you put your pistol on, and it's always in the spot where the belt loop is. Yep. But if you take it off that, then you're not getting any support for the pants. So I had them, I had them add a couple extra belt loops so you can actually come out of one belt loop depending on where you, where you like your holster. And so you can so, skip them, skip one. Yeah, you, you skip it. Extra belt loops. So, I like that. Yeah, there's been other things with other products that I've helped out with, but the sling is the only one that is actually like my signature stuff that, that I did. Cold so if, you don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to Audi here. Audi is O-T-T-E. Yep. Um, and uh, check out Bob's sling. It is, <laughs> it is revolutionary. Uh, and I have no, I have a sling, no problem. A sling. It's so it's there's no memory in it. It's it's limp. It's and it and it works. Um, anonymous. I'm an old steel pot guy, but I'm trying to set up one of these newfangled helmets because I'm getting night vision goggles. But nothing makes sense. Do I need to attach hearing protection to it? What's the battery no. pack for? What do I need at a bare minimum to get started? These new things are so damn confusing. Also, <laughs> would you recommend a plate carrier or a chest rig? Bill, you sent that question in, didn't you? Uh, well, it sounds like I did. <laughs> I know. It sounds like I did. I, I, although I, I only had a steel pot when I was in basic training. Yeah. So, um, although we're coming up but, on the next break, so he can't answer that, but we will get to okay. that shortly. We'll get to that answer very shortly. I want to know about the, the whole helmet thing too, because, you know, back in the day, a helmet was just something I sat on and now yeah. it's a, now it's a whole <laughs> you know, it's, system all of its own. I mean, it's got a light source and a bad power source and something yeah. to hear about this. Uh, Bob Keller, he's yeah. out of gamut resolutions. He trains small unit tactic people to go out there and do small unit tactics. And now he is a target. Lee Williams, of course, <laughs> is an investigative reporter with the Second Amendment Foundation with armedamericannews.com and at the gunwriter.substack.com. When the stars align right and everything gets into the right, right house, if you will, we get to do think aim fire, which is too much fun. We probably couldn't stand it too much more than we get to do it anyway, but Enjoy it while we got it here. We'll be right back. <laughs> this is Lock and Load. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. 
At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. USA News Update. Attempts to impeach Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas for his management of the border crisis are intensifying. The House Homeland Security Committee, led by Republicans, currently drafting articles of impeachment against the secretary. A potential vote on the House floor could take place as early as next week. The Justice Department is investigating the spending of campaign money on security services by Missouri Democrat Cory Bush's campaign. The prominent squad member, a vocal advocate of the defund the police movement, acknowledged the investigation Tuesday. She asserted her innocence, stating that her campaign is actively cooperating. Bush clarified that she utilized campaign funds as permissible for security expenses and emphasized that no federal tax dollars were involved. Winter has made itself known in Alaska. The northern state gets a lot of snow anyway. This year, they've accumulated more than eight and a half feet. John Schaefer, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers. There's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back. This is Thank Aim Fire. I got to get my my music back in on this one. I, I, I it fell off of the machine when it broke and 
Got to get that fixed. Joining me again is Bob Keller from Gamut Resolutions and Lee Williams, investigative reporter. You just had asked the question that sounds like I wrote it, but I swear to God I didn't, about setting up the, the helmet, which the helmet nowadays looks more like a hockey helmet with big sunglasses on it. So how do you set up the helmet? <laughs> what does he need at a bare minimum, Bob? Uh, well, it just depends. Do you want a ballistic? Is the first question. I guess are you actually using it as a ballistic helmet, or you're using it to hold the knobs because that's going to cut down the cost. And, and like what you guys are kind of joking about, it is funny how the ballistic helmet is is kind of morphed into more of a a piece of kit or an equipment than it is a safety safety piece. Uh, because because the knobs and the, and the the lights. And the, the mounts you can get on them and the battery packs and uh, everything else that goes with it. Um, so that, that would be the first thing. Are you using it for a ballistic helmet or are you just using it to carry the knobs? If you're just using it to carry the knobs, it's still like something like a bump helmet, which has no ballistic capabilities to hold the knobs. You're going ballistic, then obviously get, things get way, way more expensive. I know I'm not very familiar with all of the brands out there. Um, just because I don't, I mean, I've, I've never been a, a gear guy, but there's there's so many different brands out there now that you can choose from. And when it comes to whatever one you pick, like you need to have them integrated with the earmuffs. Uh, most most people are doing that now, which is fine, I would say, for civilians. Um, the reason I didn't like having the ear pro attached to the helmet because we had that even when I was even back when I was in um you know, it sucks about that if you're plugged in if you take your helmet off now you have no comms uh, so I kept I kept just the old school earmuffs under my helmet uh, so if I took my helmet off I'd still be on comms it was not an issue there but that's for most civilians they're probably not going to be on comms so it is actually more I would say it's more comfortable to have them attached so that's a good idea and on what you're using it for. The battery pack or the weight. Uh, the battery, so depending on what knobs you have, you, you definitely need or want that battery pack on there so you can just hook the knobs right up to it and the batteries in the back. That'd be way better, I think, depending on what they're doing now. Better better lifespan of the knobs. And it kind of, like for us, before they came out with the weight, the balance weight pack, um, by having the battery pack back there kind of balanced out the, the weight of the knobs a little bit um, to your front, but you can actually get like weighted pads to go in the back to counterweight the knobs in front. And then you get into all the other, uh, <laughs> the, the light mounts that come on the helmet and the lights to put on the helmet, which we used to just Velcro it to it. Uh, I mean, they have come a long way. And like I said, it is like a piece, a, a piece of kit now where it used to just be a ballistic helmet that we were throwing stuff on, you know? So, yeah, uh, you know, the way you were describing it, now it all makes sense to me why I see these operators today and they have a neck like a redwood tree. <laughs> because they've got they've got a counterweight on a weight on the front. And I, I'm, I'm just trying to, I remember the first time I put on a plate carrier with a full reservoir on it. I'd never worn one in the military. I put one of those things on, it almost flipped me over. I was like, yeah, I felt like a weeble. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, nowadays, yeah, well, uh, I mean, yeah that's, a, it, it is funny. Everyone put all this uh, stuff on their helmet. And yes, you do need to have a helmet if you have not, but everyone, like I said, it's kind of becoming a kit. So people are so outfitting their helmets with I all this got, stuff. And I got a night vision question. Now, I can see the value of night vision if you're out there and you're moving around. You don't have to have a flashlight. If you got night vision, you can just walk around in the dark and nobody's going to see you and you don't have to get no gunfights or nothing like that as long as somebody else doesn't have night vision and they see you coming up with your night vision on. But for, let's say, all of a sudden it it becomes World War Z here today, how Mm -hmm. important is it going to be for civilians to have night vision because i've looked into it and i mean even the cheap junk is thousands of dollars yeah well uh, that is the question yeah so yeah if, if all hell broke loose like you were staying and you don't have knobs you're you're done if you have knobs you're you have in an unbelievable advantage and you won't care that you spent $30,000 on that setup. Oh. But now you spend $30,000 and nothing ever happens. It basically comes something in your office because most people start shooting with it because they, they paid for it. And then before you know it, after that year, they're going to the range and using them once, once a year. And then it becomes once every three years. And it's just not, if you had them and you actually needed to use them and you were going up against a force that didn't have them, yeah. you ha- you're you going to win. Right. You could take the best shooter in the world against the worst shooter in the world. If that worst shooter has not done and the best shooter doesn't, he's going to lose. With uh, like somebody- you, you can't come. You can't compete against it at night. It's that big of a big of an advantage. Let, let me ask you an, another question. First of all, I love the thought that you know a bump helmet versus ballistic, because I too am looking at knobs, and I think you probably just saved me what five, six, seven hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. If you don't care that you're, you know, that it's not a ballistic thing, don't go with a freaking ballistic helmet. Those things are expensive. But you save me some more money now. I see, you know, like uh, my EOTech <laughs> and, and some of the other sites. Are, are night vision capable? How good is that? that com- how good is that compared to? Uh, no, you get, laser? if you're if you're gonna get if you're gonna get nods, you have to get a laser. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you have to, but you do, you do not want to have nods on and try to shoot through the glass of your red dot. Doesn't work or, at all. Know, or, well, it works. It's just that you're not going to be. It's uncomfortable. It's not fast. Like if you're going to spend the money on nods, hundred percent. 100% spend the money on the laser. Gotcha. You do not want to have your head behind the fight. The, the fight so, okay. Um, yeah. So, no matter what it costs, buy a laser. Trust me. Gotcha. Okay. I like um, that. I do too. Well, I, I mean, you can, you can find a decent one for a decent price on those. It's, it was, it's a hundred percent worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Been, been what happens, what happens with night your, vision if, uh, like, say, me and Lee are sitting there and we're like, hey, Lee, those guys got night vision. We don't got no night vision. And then we look at each other, each other and go, let's pop some flares and see how they like looking at that. What does that do to it, night vision? It's not It's not like the movies. Nothing happens. Oh. well, It's, it's not like the movies it. where they go, Dad when the lights it. come on and, and they all go, oh, I can't see. <laughs> you Dad can God. still see with the lights on. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, funny when you see movies that put that in there. It's not that's not the case. And all of a sudden, everybody's blind. Yeah, that's no. Nope. You don't have to worry about that. 
Our, okay, anonymous. We got a lot of Israel type stuff. Our embassies in the Middle East are under attack. Do these embassies have the capabilities to defend themselves, or do we have to rely on the host nation's defense forces? <laughs> I cannot believe all this is happening while Biden is president. Actually, I can. Oh, uh, we're going to have another president. Exactly. We're going to have another Benghazi. Uh, they got, embassies got Marines, don't they? Yes. And I don't think you can talk a lot about embassy security, I'm, I'm guessing. No, that's why I'm not, yeah. yeah, but is the embassy marine detail, is that real counterterrorism or is that more symbolic? Are they real? Are they strack when it comes to that stuff? It's both. It's both, okay. Well, hang on. Hang yeah. on. We'll, we'll explore that answer a little more deep, a little deeper. When we get back, uh, Bob Keller, he is at Gamut Resolutions, Lee Williams. He is the investigative reporter at Second Amendment Foundation. He's also uh, at thegunwriter.substack.com and also at Armed American News, the collaboration with Mark Walters. Here we are the week before SHOT Show. We'll be, still, we'll, we'll be back here when all that happens, by the way, so don't worry about that. Um, the, the question talking about embassy security when we get back. I've missed Think Aim Fire, so I'm I'm glad it's back. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. 
I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. You know, five, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight? At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back. This is Lock and Low talking Think Aim Fire with Lee Williams and Bob Keller. We were talking about embassy security just now and the the climate that uh, all of our embassies face overseas. And I had to interrupt you, so please, if sir, if you wish to, uh, uh, you know, articulate any more, go think, at it. I think we'll we'll move on. From okay. That. Okay. Or the- um, should uh, anonymous act should events in Israel? And Bill and I talked about this, Bob, while you were off. And I, I just like this question, so I'm going to ask it again. Should events in Israel and the risk of similar attacks here cause us to look at how we're training and put more emphasis on engaging multiple targets and shooting while moving? On, on the civilian side? Yeah. Uh, once, you have, once you have the basics and static stuff down, then yes, you should always... You should always be working on and moving and shooting, and, and definitely, even if you're even if you're practicing static, it should be practiced with multi, multiple uh, targets. And that's like, given that that's easy. I mean, all that is driving the gun from one target to the other. So, like when you're practicing ready up drills, how fast you drive that gun to target with your eyes with that red dot land where your eyes are looking. It's the same thing that you're driving it from target to target. That's what you're working on. But that all that still comes down to just you making shots after the drive. Yeah, the moving shooting piece, that is something that, like, if, if you've never done it before, uh, you are not going to be good at it. So you, you absolutely need to practice it. But you, there's no reason to practice moving and shooting if you don't know how to do all the basics first. You know, and I, you know in what context or, or when, it would act, when would it actually have to be used? 
you know, that something like happened in Israel, I mean, that's, if they would have had guns, <laughs> they would have been from place. I, I couldn't see there, there much, there, would have been, there wouldn't have been as much moving in Syria in that, in that situation. Like, it would have been the aggressors that would have been moving in Syria more than the people defending. Yep. Which, you know, if they weren't guns, that should have been a big, a big issue. I mean, a lot of those that I saw that were in their houses that they were coming to, I mean, that's, you got the advantage, you know, yeah. if you have yeah. guns, but none of our guns. And, and that's what they want to take away from us. So if something like that happens, what do you do? You, you I, throw your hands up and hope they don't put your throat. I, uh, like, I think that, you know, you raised a good issue that the anonymous did. Too many instructors out there aren't teaching uh, shooting while moving, or they treat it like it's some kind of secret holy grail, and, and you get to do it once while they're hanging onto your collar, and, and you're stupidly walking backwards. Um, I, I think more instruct me personally, I think more instructors should be doing that. Uh, once, like you said, the student uh, shows uh, good progress at, at the fundamentals. I think it's a lot of the instructors don't know how to do it themselves, which is why we're, we're not practicing it enough. Yeah, well, I think that that probably is true. And um, the funny part about that, there, I mean, there isn't any technique that's going to work for everyone. It's just kind of like shooting. So, I mean, it is just doing the right drills and practicing the right drills. It's, for every shooter, if you get in the range and doing it, rep after rep after rep to figure out what actually works for you. It's, you know, those are always easy, easy answers to throw out, but that, that is the truth. I couldn't show you one method. Like, I, I couldn't show my method to 30 people and have that work for all 30 people. Yeah, right. it, it might work for five of them, but it probably won't work for the other 25. You got to come up with your own method. That doesn't involve silly walks. Right. But that silly walk could, could actually work for one person, you know? Get in the range, put the time in, trying different methods, finding which one works for you, and then then it's just repping out after that. Trish asks, "Have you ever seen weaponized paragliders before?" (laughs) (laughs) These are questions that were probably put out over a month ago, right? Yeah, right, right. (laughs) I've never seen them. (sighs) No, neither have I. I, Well, I mean, before, before uh, what, I've seen that James Bond. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember. It was it. You know who it was a Roger Moore James Bond? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I'll tell you who's a, a paraglider nut is our sheriff here in Sarasota County, Kurt Hoffman. He's he's always up flying his paraglider. He comes over my apartment complex huh. here, Fruitville and seventy five, all the time. Um, he's a savage with his paraglider. I I don't think he's weaponized it though. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> I've not seen that. Well, did they, um, did they have mounted guns, or did they just have guys driving them with guns in their hands? Or with, with... I think they had AKs, but I don't think they none of them were mounted. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we at Bill and I spoke about this one too, Bob, but the, it's from retired SF E seven. Has the woke mind virus that's plaguing our military made its way into the special forces community yet? I ask because my son graduates high school this year and is considering a career in special forces. I think he has the physical and mental fitness to make it. 
Uh, has SF gone woke yet? Uh, I would say parts and individuals, absolutely. Uh, probably the officers, though, right? Because they got educated in college, ugly. right? It's ugly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> did I see it when I was there? Just maybe, maybe a, a little bit, and it was usually it usually is the officers that have the, the bright ideas to not do the right thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think it, it is a hundred percent happening in the special ops. And there, but it's more of an individual thing, and, and that's the thing that we need to stop is we can't let those people fall into leadership positions. Right. No. That, and that is that is the issue. I mean, it's not. It might not. It might not have been woke, but I mean, even when I was when I was still in, you can see the leadership was going to the left and doing doing things that none of us would agree with, but. When they get to that, when they get to that position, right. you know, it's, they're, they're implementing the rules and we're the ones who let them get there. You know, Can I ask a question? Because I get, I hear this all the time and I keep saying, no, you just don't know what you're talking about. In the event that they decided to impose martial law on the United States, is the military, do you think the military of today would fall in lockstep and say, absolutely, orders are orders. Uh, hey, mom, dad, you guys got to die. We're coming in there. We're coming in heavy. We're going to do. Or do you think a good portion of them would? I mean, I'm thinking from the field, right from the brigade level on down. I think a lot of those guys would desert. Yeah. I, so if you ask me that now, like if it was like straight up, hey, you got to go put your parents in prison. You got to take every single per- every person's gun away. I don't think. It, it it would not work as of today. You get another, you give it another 30, 40 years or another 60 years. Then I would say, yes, I would actually agree with they, like they would do it. There's too many, there's still too many good people out, out now. If that was the point, they would just, they would just over, overtake that general and say, you're, you're out. You know, you're, you're not. Or, um, no, I don't think it would, Today or the next five years, the next year, ten years, I don't think that would that would happen. But if we keep going the way that we're going, in another thirty, forty years, sixty years, yeah, they can do it and get away with it. That's why these guys need to be stopped before they become field grade officers. Because, <laughs> Absolutely, you know, they're, they're just they're just putting the heads of the younger kids. The younger kids might not agree with it, but they start accepting it, and then their kids already have accepted it because they were raised with it. You know, and then they they get into a position where they could either stop or go with leadership that's telling them to do something, and they're going to be like, "Well, this is how it's been." They're like, they're going to accept it. These guys need to be stopped now, career wise, or they're going to be making policy. Yep, and that's where we run into issues. Um, last time I was on with Bill, he brought up this new toy. It's called the Accelerator. Have you seen it? Have you played with it? Have you shot it? I'll let Bill describe what it is. Well, we're about to run out of time, but the accelerator is a little, it's it's just like a little ledge you mount on your staccato and then you can press down on it. It's, it's like a thumb ledge. (laughs) It's like like a gas pedal that you can stick on there to hold that crazy nine millimeter down, Bob Keller, you weak wristed dude. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm going to, 
if, if, if you had asked me that last week, I yeah. said, what the heck are you talking about? Um, I just had someone in my class on Sunday that had one on his Picado. Did it, did it oh, wow. It deployed. We're running out of time. I'm, yeah. you, this has got yep. to be the first thing. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it next time. Yes, sir. Thank okay. you. Fire. <laughs> Lee Williams from uh, uh, Second Amendment Foundation, thegunwriter.substack.com, and Armed American News and Bob Keller from Gamut Resolution. Thank you guys. It's been too long since we had a think aim. Hour number three is inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Staccato, we know there's no such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate. At Staccato, we know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confident that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or injured at work, you have rights, and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good, they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident, or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-524-3810-800-524-3810-800-524-3810. That's 800-524-3810. 